Hello, how are you? I hope you're having a fantastic day. I hope you had a great week. Oh my goodness, this is a catch-up episode if we're going to be completely honest with you right now because um, I'm a week behind. Oh my gosh. Four weeks from now, five weeks from now, nobody's going to care. I'm not even going to care. But this is the makeup episode. <laughs> this is episode 52. Woohoo! Can you believe we've been doing this for basically a year? What? Oh my goodness. Um, but yes, this is this is episode 52. We've been doing an episode every week. Um, and um, this is just a lot of fun. So thank you for being here. Uh, this is a very, very, very emotionally charged season of the year. Uh, or time of the year. Time of the season, even. Um, yeah. Exhaustion is real. Burnout is real. Both of them are present. We are doing literally everything we can um and i think that really goes hand in hand with today's episode honestly i I truly do um today's episode is on how we survive and thrive in wedding season um and and we've got a lot of really good discussion today i think this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode um but i am i'm very excited um about this you know if if you're new here if this is one of the first episodes that you're listening to, welcome. Thank you for being here, first of all. Um, but I should introduce myself, probably. Um, my name is Drew, and um, I own and operate Clara Joyce Flowers, um, which is my specialty cut flower and foliage farm here in northwestern Illinois. Um, we are geographically about two to three hours from Chicago, and we're about an hour and a half, two hours from Madison, Wisconsin. Um, so we're kind of tucked off in the northwestern corner of Illinois. Um, I do not do this by myself. Um, I have an amazing, amazing group of people that work here, a a very, um, reliable, hardworking group of people. And I think that, um, is definitely going to kind of showcase itself in some of the things that we'll talk about today. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm super excited. Um, I also want to preface this entire episode um, by saying that the the goal and intention of this is to not talk down about anyone. Like, that is not what's going on here. We're not talking trash. This is not a trash-talking episode. We'll save that for another time. But <laughs> if you are a bride, previous, future, current, etc., of ours, or of any florist, whether they're um, a, a farmer florist, whether they are a, a full-blown wedding and event designer. Um, if you if you are a bride, this episode is not about you. We're not talking about bridezillas. We're not talking about mother-in-law zillas. We're not talking about mother of the bridezillas. That's not <laughs> that's not what's happening here. Okay, I promise. This is solely a a chance for me to offer some some things, some tips, and some things to remember to support your florist, okay? And if you are a florist or if you are a farmer florist, um, these are some things that we've learned because, honestly, you, you just need a little bit of a reminder sometimes, you know? It doesn't hurt to have someone there to remind you to drink some water and you might not feel like crap, you know? Stuff like that. So we're going to hash into this here in a minute, but I just wanted to say that 
this episode is not this is not about people this is about support so with that <laughs> let's get rolling um i am super excited we've got some key points to touch on um that i think will challenge some people um and um let's let's dive in okay so i've got my lacroix we are ready <laughs> i've got my list of points to talk about so let's get going um okay so wedding season is super intense um for us here in the midwest um we're, we're not super close to a city um so as you heard earlier we're hours away um wedding season for us really starts like the end of april and will go all the way into november so it is a very prolonged season um, during the course of that season, we will do a lot of weddings. We're very, very fortunate, very, very blessed to have some very incredible wedding venues relatively close to us. Um, and um, the style that we produce and the aesthetic that we carry um, really pairs well with many of these wedding venues. Um, so we're very thankful for that. Um, but during our season, we would do, we will do. Um, roughly 60 to 70 weddings and that's those are full service weddings those aren't pickups those aren't just drop-offs those are full service where we're spending days designing we're installing we're building things we're we're, we're doing the thing okay we're doing the show um so when you you f take that into account and, and the immense investment of time and resources that each of these weddings take and then you combine it onto um the daily operations of a, f of a fully functioning wholesale cut flower farm it's a lot like it's it's a lot it is way too much and if i'm gonna be very very honest with you just from a mental standpoint and a mental well-being standpoint this is not sustainable for the long run and i over the course of this season 2022 i've been very very upfront and honest with our crew and with people who are in my circle and ask but this speed and this rate of intensity that that we are operating on um is not sustainable for me i cannot continue to do this for years and years and years um so this is really going to kind of you know bring us to our first point of um you can't do this alone okay and if you do this alone i i just want you to know that there there is no prize for you know putting your 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 body and your mind and your spirit and your soul through hell okay there's no golden ticket at the end there's no trophy for the person who you know goes above and beyond for no avail okay um once you realize and and i don't know if it was just like me being naive or if it if it was me wanting to be more than i than is realistic or, or where that comes from but i know it's very deeply rooted <laughs> um it, it was a challenge and it is a challenge for me to you know take a step back for shit 20 seconds and think okay why am i doing this why am I putting my family through this? Why am I putting my my mind and my body and all of the things through this? What is the point? What is the passion? What is the drive? And where is that coming from? And that's great if you can answer those questions. And I am able to answer those questions. But 
in order to make those answers sustainable for the long run, you have to realize that it is okay to have people there to help you. And that's, that is the first thing that we're talking about today is asking for help and help can look very different for many different people. I know for us, um, help is, uh, kind of two different things. Um, help could be, you know, day of support, like, okay, you don't have to have, you know, a ton of design experience. I just need someone to like show up at the venue that's reliable, um, and can help me like move buckets around or can help me hold this, you know, armature so that I can build off of it, uh, before I get it wired and zip tied so it's stable or, you know, something like that. Uh, support roles could also be, you know, running errands during the week, um, or getting you like food or groceries or, you know, anything like that. Um, that's kind of what that, those support roles look like here. Um, you know, help can also look like, um, a designer, someone that you train and that you invest time and resource and knowledge and skill in, which will then allow you to either take on more clients based on volume or take on um, higher paying clients with larger, juicier budgets or, you know, whatever the case is, whatever you've, you're, you've built and you're building your business to be, um, that is also what help could look like. Um, but it, it, it doesn't have to stop there. That's just what it looks like for us. Help can also be, um, you know, just someone on the back end. You know, I'm, I, I don't have kids and I know that there are a lot of people in this industry who are doing weddings and who are growing or might just be doing, you know, an insane design business um, who do have children. And the stories that I hear about the, the networks that they have built and the relationships that they have built to be able to do what they do on a weekly basis is mind blowing. Like childcare in of its own, let alone being an actual parent, like, if you're doing that, kudos to you. Honestly, like hands down, there's no way that I could raise a, a living screaming thing and then, you know, manage and care for and, you know, take care of everything else that we have got going on. There's, there are people that work here that I'm like, okay, wow. How, how, I mean, you're amazing. You're amazing. So a, thank you for being on our team and B like, God bless you, baby, for sure. Um, asking for help, relying on your support system are huge. You know, years ago, I saw this graphic. Um, there's a lady on Instagram. I cannot remember her name. Um, she um, does sketches and, and doodles and cartoons of what it's like to be a florist. Um, and, and there's one of her pieces that just sticks out to me. Um, and it, it's, it's something that's kind of just like ingrained in my mind, but, um, it was, um, a picture of a drawing of an island and surrounded by water, one little palm tree and a person. Um, and that person is looking a little disheveled. <laughs> we'll just say they've got their snips in hand and a bucket of flowers at their feet. And the, the, the gist of it was, um, you, you don't have to feel like you're on an island. And that was, it kind of like hit at a very important time for me because I think I saw it like 
right in the middle of wedding season one year or like late spring when there's a lot of stuff going on here at the farm and weddings are vamping up and it was like okay definitely can relate to this freaking drawing right now and that was kind of like okay that was the that was honestly I think the first thing that like really sunk in that was like okay i relate to this person who has drifted up onto this island who is by themselves who is way swamped who has bitten off way more than they can chew and is feeling a little defeated right now and that was when it was like okay how do we progress how do we move forward in a sustainable in a profitable in a forward motion because I can't go back. Can't void these contracts that we've signed months ago and we've been putting hours and hours and hours of planning in. Can't do that. Can't call it quits. I mean, you can. You can do whatever you want. Um, but it was like, okay, what's the next step? How do we find those people who are eligible designers? How much bandwidth do you have to train someone? If you have a person who is reliable who wants to be with you and work with you. Because let's be honest, if you're working with a florist, you're going to spend a shitload of time with them. So y'all better be compatible. Um, and and B, wants to do a really good job. If you can find the person that checks those three boxes, sweetie, you can, you can train them to do whatever. Okay? You can train them and show them how to do handwork if you don't want to make boutonnieres and corsages. You can train them how to green centerpieces for days on end. Those are the kinds of people who make operations like we've built here happen very truly. And I, and this is, this is a really good example. This is a perfect example. Um, last week, the reason this episode is late, um, I was asked to go to Leo Burby in Ohio for their bulbs and blooms event, which was amazing. I loved, I absolutely love my, uh, partnership and relationship with Leo Burby. Um, however, we had two massive weddings that Friday and I flew out Tuesday morning and I got back to Chicago Tuesday night and I got, or I got back to the Chicago Wednesday night. Um, so I was gone for like just over 24 hours. Um, and then I got to the farm on Thursday. So we had Thursday morning and early afternoon to do floral for a rehearsal dinner for 90 people, which was Thursday night to do a wedding for 200, to do a wedding for, I think, 260, and then to do uh, another wedding for 90. We had, we had less than 24 hours to make that happen. And there's no way that it would have happened if we didn't have one sole person here on the farm who made it happen. And her name is Ashley, and she's my right-hand girl, and she keeps me sane. And honestly, I don't know that I would have made it through this season without her. It would have it would have been a pretty rough time if she wasn't here, because Ashley has worked with me in the shop for a while, and she knows how to do handwork. She knows how to make personals. She knows how to green centerpieces. She knows how to clean candles. She knows how to read contracts and, and take counts and inventory and pull all the hard goods and all of those things and pieces that could have been done ahead of time, okay? Because we have someone like her and because she's part of our operation and because she believes in what we do, 
we were able to fulfill those pre-existing obligations and I was able to go to Ohio and we were able to send out hundreds or hundreds of bunches on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday to our wholesale clients. So without key people who can take charge in a situation when you're not having a great day or, you know, you've, you've kind of come to uh, a very hard spot mentally, having someone like that can literally save you. Absolutely. There's no way around it. So I think that's that's a huge one for me. And this is a huge eye-opener for me too, to like see how much value these people have. And I think that's another thing. When it comes to, you know, finding people to help you regardless of what your business does or your relationship is with these people that you might have in your life, um, making sure that they know that they're valued, I think is huge. It, understanding that that you let's start over let's say that you're an employee and you don't feel like your employer really values you or your skill or your experience and you just don't feel like super hot about where you work do you, and this is like a prolonged thing do you do you feel do you think that you're gonna stick around for a, a while probably not and if you compile that with not feeling like you're adequately compensated for your time you might check out so with that in mind let's switch gears let's switch thought processes back to you needing help and you being that employer and you having that team and that team member what are some things that you can do to make sure that that employee is feeling validated, is feeling valued, is feeling welcomed and loved in their place of work, trusted, and, and all of those things that go along with it? You know, does that look like you, you know, buying lunch every Friday? Does that look like you providing them with whatever piece of merchandise or merch, clothing, hats, whatever? that they might want that's branded. I've seen and heard people do that and it's wildly successful. Does that look like you letting them set their schedule then so that they can, you know, have a day off every week? Does that look like you giving them a bonus after a crazy point in the season? Does that look like you giving them a raise? Like I can't, I cannot tell you how much a raise means to people. And I think it can be a little limiting if you, I don't know. It gets a little tricky when it comes to, to raises. It really does. I think for some people, I am very happy to give a raise if a person on our team is, you know, really you know, stepped up. They've, they've really showed me that, you know, they want to be here and they're putting the effort in and they're taking on responsibility and they're open to learning and they want to get better and they want to contribute more and they want to be here for a prolonged period of time and they believe in what we do and they trust what we do and they feel at home and welcome. Absolutely. Those are the people I want on my team. That's who I want and that's who I have to keep. 
because if I don't have people like that, people like Ashley and Julio and Shane, who day in and day out are doing the work, they are doing the thing that are able to make us happen, it's going to be a struggle. So asking for help, finding those people, relying on your support system is huge. We need to move on. I've spent way too much time on this point. Um, anyway, this is gonna these next two, I, I swear, are gonna sound ironic, but this is real. You might need a reminder to eat. Crazy. I don't need a reminder to eat because I eat plenty of shit, but that's the problem right there. I will tell you, I've never been fatter in my life after this wedding season 100% I have never been this fat and uh, I'm not crying I just kind of have like a stuffed nose anyway um, one of the things that was happening this past spring and last year as well uh, during season wedding season um, we just weren't eating like we would we would go like all day without eating because we were just like not in that mindset we were like holy shit bro we've got a lot to do today and we can't stop and we just got to keep going and that's not healthy at all tensions were very high because blood sugar was low um people were mad people were crying we were fighting we it just was not not a healthy environment not a healthy situation and it's so ironic because it's it's a situation it's a problem that could have been fixed with literally a like a bag of cheez-its or like some pretzels which ties into thinking again okay if we're if we're providing you know these these treats these snacks this food option to literally keep us sane and our, our work relationships healthy um, we should probably also think about like, okay, maybe eating like a pack of peanut butter cookies three times a day probably isn't the healthiest thing, right? Probably not. Um, eating four packs of, I don't know, um, fruit snacks, probably not the healthiest thing. So... What are some choices that we can make that are shelf stable, easy to easy and like readily available? Um, things that we can keep on hand. Uh, apples, really great choice, right? Yeah. Dried fruits, dried nuts, jerky. Um, if you're going to go like the carbohydrate route, um, having something with a little salt in it probably isn't going to be a bad idea either. Pretzels, great. Love a pretzel. Um, and, and it doesn't have to be like a full blown meal when I say, remember to eat either. It can be, you know, a little snack here and there. Um, or better yet, if you have the ability to send your employees like off, off the farm, go find something to eat. This will be here when you get back and we'll figure it out when we get, when you get back. Sometimes that just like away from the farm is a little bit of a mental reset. You know, it can it can put some things into perspective when you're, you know, flying down the interstate at 70 miles an hour trying to get to Jimmy John's um, and you're like, wow, okay. 
that one flower that I was fighting with on that corsage really don't mean shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> sometimes that's all you need. It's all you need is a little bit of perspective. And then it's like, okay. Or that time away can give you a brief moment to think like, okay, wow, I could have done that different. I could have, you know, instead of having the fertilizer injector run on this, you know, section or this part of the field today, should have done that tomorrow because it would have been an easier transition or, you know, whatever the case is. And you can apply that to weddings. You can apply that to farming. You can apply that to working in any industry. That time away is just sometimes what you need. And I think this next thing, some time away, which kind of really goes hand in hand with sleeping, um, is another really important thing. Um, one of our florists, um, who has been with us for a very, very long time, um, who's bought from us for a long time, uh, her and I will have conversations every now and then. And we'll, we'll talk about things like in the past and like the way that, you know, we used to push our bodies um, she used to push her body insane, um, when it came to, to wedding and events. And she's, she said one time, she's like, I used to stay up until three in the morning, many, many nights a week for weeks on end, because that's just what I had to do to get the job done. And I look at that situation and I'm like, wow, okay. Um, congrats, you're a little crazy. And then I immediately think, was it worth it? Did you get a gold medal? Did you get any, did you get a bigger tip from your bride because you stayed up until three in the morning? No, they don't care. They just want you to do a fabulous job. Okay. So, if that's the goal, if the goal is to have a beautiful product at the end of the day, instead of putting your body and your mind and your mental state through hell, what if you invested in someone who can make that happen from 9 to 5 or from 8 to 5, 8 to 4, 7 to 3, whatever you want, whatever hours you want to set. And it, it's kind of a, it can seem like a dumb question when you're in the heat of the moment. When you're in the heat of wedding season and shit's burning down and you feel like you're failing, you might think that your only option is to stay up until three in the morning to get the job done. And unfortunately, there are going to be times when that is your only option. However, it can seem pretty asinine for someone who's sitting in his office in a beautiful little corner of the Driftless region in northern Illinois to say, you should have done this five months ago, blah, 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 blah. And if you want to say F you, that's fine. Go ahead. But once you can invest and build up people who can take you to where you want to go, things are going to suck for a while. But once you do that, once you have that team and you have that network and you have those people, you can get your life back. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, so my partner, George, lives in Rockford, Illinois. It's an hour away. And usually at least once, if not two nights a week, I'm off the farm. And I spend time with him. I go to Rockford. 
Is it convenient because our flower wholesale house is in Rockford and there's a lot of other stuff that we can do for errands? Yes, absolutely. However, I am making the conscious effort to get off of the farm to go spend time with him. And that is my mental set. And I'm able to do that reset. And I'm able to do that because I have people here who are able to carry on the operations without me, who can do the things without having to have their hand held. And because of that, for a few hours, I'm able to sleep, rest, turn off the notifications, turn off email, turn off Instagram, and just be present. And rest doesn't have to mean sleep. Sleep and rest do go hand in hand, yes. However, being present with the people that you love and care about and care for, being present in those conversations, being present when you order food in a restaurant, you know, instead of staring at your phone and thinking, oh, shit, should have responded to them. Oh, God, somebody else is burning down. No, they can wait. 98% of the time they can wait. They're not going to know if you respond to them or, or care the next morning. It's fine. It's totally fine. Be present. Take time and rest. And for Christ's sake, get some sleep too, okay? Because if you're not sleeping, you're not going to do a good job. And you don't want to deliver shitty flowers. So sleep, 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 sleep. So let's recap. We've covered um, asking for help, building your network, caring for yourself, getting those processes in place and, and investing and believing in people and building them up, sleeping, eating, resting. But I think the last thing that is probably one of the most important things that I've learned when it comes to surviving and thriving in wedding season is constantly be learning, evolving, changing, and bettering yourself. And when I, when I look at someone's book of work, when it comes to a designer or a florist or, you know, how, however they identify and fall into this industry. When I look at their book of work, if what they are producing looks the same as it does or as it did five, six, nine, ten, twelve years ago, I'm like that that really that grabs my eye. That grabs my attention. And I'm like, oh wow. Interesting. Why have you not evolved? Why does this piece that you made last week look like the same as it did 12 years ago? And I, and, and then that, that, that again is a double-edged sword. I have to ask myself, okay, do they have a reliable client base that loves them for that aesthetic? Maybe. Probably if they're still in business. But I also ask myself, and, and good for them if they do. Absolutely. But I also ask myself, okay, why has this not evolved from a design style perspective? Yes. But also, has the way they operate their business evolved? Has their client experience evolved? Has their employee experience and day-to-day -day operations evolved? Or are they still turning and burning employees like they've been doing for the past 10 years? Um, that's what I mean. That's the, that's the ticket right there. 
when you're going through wedding and event season, there are going to be times when you might be a little short with your suppliers, with your brides, with your uh, employees, your team members, um, and shit. You might even be a little short with the people that you love. But don't let that be your normal. Don't let that become status quo. That's not what you wake up for every morning. You don't want to wake up and be a bitch. You want to, you know, yes, those challenging, those trying times, those moments where you just want to punch a brick, those those times are going to happen, okay? There is there is no way around it. No matter how much voodoo you do, it's going to happen, and that's okay because you are learning and you are evolving. So whether you go through that situation and you hold a grudge and you say, F these people, F these people, F these people, I'm never doing that again, that's great. Or you can say, okay, why did that happen? Why was why was that florist, you know, going through a rough patch? What was happening in bigger picture? How were what was going on between their relationship with their supplier? What was going on between the morale of her their employees? What was going on zoom out? Go bigger picture. Why were those situations happening? Why are you going through this time? And what can you do to not have that happen again? Okay. That's, I think, the biggest thing to take away from this this episode is, you know, how can you learn? How can you evolve? And, and you don't have to have all the answers on your own. Not at all. There are plenty, plenty of people who are in your network of growers and designers who you can ask questions to. You can ask, hey, I'm having a really hard time keeping, you know, XYZ alive. I get it in every week and I always have problems. Okay, great. There's a zillion people who can help you. Or a situation of, hey, you know, got this new employee. They were really, really great. Now they're kind of sucking rocks, but they're talented. How do I bring that productivity back up? How do I encourage them to maintain that speed that they were working at originally? Well, was that initial speed that they were working at sustainable? Because that honeymoon period can end real quick if they are expending all of their energy during the first three hours of the workday when you're present. And then when you go into your office and work on your other half of your job for the rest of the day, they might have been sucking rocks that whole time, and you didn't know. Could be a situation like that. And sometimes you just need someone else to talk to to and to talk through those things. And I will be honest with you, this, and this goes back to the support system that we talked about earlier, the amount of people that I have in my support system who have literally had such a large role in us getting through this growing and event season is crazy is very crazy it's very large it's very large network (laughs) collectively we've experienced a lot of trauma over the past 24 36 months so we need each other okay so there are people out there who will gladly gladly talk through situations with you 
who will be by your side, who will give you strong, strong advice. And those are the people that you should listen to and learn from and evolve with. So, here we go. All right. That's today's episode, How to Survive and Thrive in Wedding Season. And um, we got a little deep. It wasn't super light and bubbly, but I think there was a lot of very valuable information. Um, some of it might seem a little redundant, and that's okay. A little reminder every now and then is not, not a bad thing. If you're coming into this wedding, into the industry, into the wedding industry, what into the, the cut flower industry, into wholesale industry, wherever you're finding your little nook and cranny and corner in this world of flowers, I don't want you to be intimidated, but I also don't want you to not stay true to yourself. I don't want you to feel like you need to be like someone else. I want you to remember that the story that you share, the product that you produce, the emotion that you evoke is unique. It is yours. Yes, you can definitely be inspired by others. That's wonderful. But don't copycat people. Aside of everything that we talked about already, if you are finding yourself new in this industry and you are trying to, you know, build your footing and, and become a strong, you know, designer or business or whatever the case is, the one thing that you cannot lose is the inquisitiveness. I don't think that's the actual word. Something kind of like that. I don't want you to lose that. I don't want you to not be curious. I don't want you to get complacent with things in the industry and um, in, in, in your design style and the way that you move through situations and the way that you learn from things that life has presented for you. Um, because there's always something to learn from every situation, regardless of how shitty it might be. And I think that that is huge. So, so huge is being able to take a step back and think, okay, what am I supposed to learn from here? How can I take this turn it into something beneficial and move forward so there we go all right um i will see you on friday we're back on schedule um we're going to talk about how to make sympathy work work for you which is something that i don't have a lot of um daily experience with however i'm a slut when it comes to processes and I've worked for some pretty kick-ass women who have changed the way that I think about sympathy work and daily floral work and we're going to talk about it. I love processes and believe it or not, the business of mourning is wild and I'm excited for Friday. So I will see you then for episode Am I off account? Oh my gosh, this is episode 53. Episode 52 is last week. I missed it. Ah. Now I got to change these numbers. Anyway, I'll see you next week. We're talking or let's see you on Friday. We're talking about sympathy work. Have a great day. Sending my love. Follow us on social media as always. Love 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 Clara Joyce Flowers. 
If you have questions, you can send me an email or you want to send me some fan mail. Oh, I love fan mail. Drew at ClaireJoysFlowers.com um, on our website, ClaireJoysFlowers.com. We've got um, plants, tubers, spring-shipped tubers, spring-shipped heirloom chrysanthemum cuttings, rooted heirloom or uh, spring-shipped rooted dahlia cuttings. All of it is live on the website. Go, go, go. The opener was last Friday, which was also a reason why I did not get a podcast episode completed that last week. Thank you very much. Um, anyway, if you did join for the launch last Friday, oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for your order. Thank you for believing in us. I'm so excited for the winter propagation season. I'm excited for next spring to get these beautiful plants and tubers out into the world and in your home. So, yes, yes, yes. They're all available on the website. Anyway, I got to go. I'll talk to you soon. Sending my love and uh, have a good day. Bye. Bye.